Welcome, we are here at the Ticket and Transportation Center at the Magic Kingdom. And uh, we got a lot to cover today, beginning with the fever check at Advent Health. This is one of the last days they are taking the fever check as they are going to remove that requirement from entering Disney. So we're going to uh, see this go away. It's been uh, sponsored by Advent Health. All right, having passed through security, we are here at the Ticket and Transportation Center. Here are the monorails coming and going inside. And we mention this because there is a gradual paint job in time for the 50th anniversary. Those blue screens around the main screen have been painted. And up ahead, you can see that monorail and ferry boat. Uh, which has been purple in the past. They have been painted blue. And I don't think, I don't know if the gold trim on the top has been completed, but uh, you get a sense of some of the changes. All oh, well, this kiosk in the middle is also golden blue as part of the 50th anniversary. I think there's a lot more to come on this, but you get a sense that even uh, a touch of magic is an anniversary celebration is being put in play for the 50th anniversary here at the Magic Kingdom. Let's uh, board the monorail. Here at the uh, gates of the Magic Kingdom, they have um, completed their pilot study of the facial recognition program. I actually did that a couple of times and what surprised me is on subsequent visits, I asked if they wanted me to still use the ticket and they said yes. But I kept thinking, well, isn't that the opportunity to try out the facial recognition to see if you would recognize the ticket and the passenger by the face. But anyway, it has gone away and probably will come back at some point in some form or another. Be interesting to see what, what that looks like in its next reiteration. We're also in front of the train station, which is still very much under remodeling and probably will be, in my guess, through much of the summer. Um, and maybe as it comes out of that phase, maybe uh, we'll see some, some first light of the trains coming back as it has been many, uh, many, several years since we have had the train running at Walt Disney World and that's been just a real disappointment not being able to enjoy that attraction. Back here's the uh, sign which actually I have this sign in my uh, family room it's one of the I love attraction poster signs I can never get enough love this orange bird one um, there's a whole yeah yeah, I got, I think I have a podcast on attraction signs. I'll have to go back through that at some point. And we are continuing on down Main Street and uh, checking out the scene here and uh, what's going on down the street. It's, uh, it's a very casual afternoon and uh, a bright sunny day to be in the Magic Kingdom and we're just taking it all in 
as we step down the street. I hope uh, if uh, you're joining us by podcast, you get a chance to check out J. Jeff Kober, uh, uh, my uh, YouTube page. And by the way, we are here where the, when the Dapper Dance are about ready to appear. So I'll just give you a little bit of music here. confectionery is closed let's check out the cinema where they are handling all of the confectionery items and there's a yummy display right up front of caramel apples and uh, chocolate uh, covered marshmallows and rice crispy treats a little cotton candy over here um, another display they've taken the movie out currently because it's in the face of the people running the uh, uh, the cash registers so it's not very conducive right now so that piece is missing but they've got plenty of product in here love this enchanted tiki room apron this just might be a great mother's day gift uh, and the orange bird one isn't a bad one either. That, uh, both of them are terrific options. And the oven mitts, I love this. Uh, it's blank on one side, but on the other side, it's got a great design with the castle in the center, but the Tower of Terror, the Fantasmic, and the Haunted Mansion, the train, Spaceship Earth. And that is priced at uh, four. 49 no 14.99 so i don't bring glasses to this and i need to i need breeding glasses in order to do this gig but those look very promising and uh yeah it's a nice little assortment of things and then of course lots of bags and apparel next door at the jewelry shop Okay, we got Mickey and the gang coming down the street. Lots of dancers. We got Pluto, we got Minnie, we got Daisy and Donald, as well as the head mouse. 
This is the Mickey and Friends cavalcade. So we are here in front of Cinderella Castle and all of the construction equipment has been taken away and we have a finished, completed castle for the 50th anniversary. Lots of uh, um, jewels, a lot of uh, ribbons wrapped around the towers. We've got bunting throughout, uh, 50th anniversary medallions, um, jeweled medallions. It's very colorful. I want to say that they lowered I thought that the bottom portion of the tower had a lot more rose in it when they reopened after the um, after COVID kind of that sequence when they had originally started painting it. So I want to say that the colors are a little bit more. Um, uh, they've added back some of the grays into the castle, so it doesn't seem quite so um, pinkish, roseish. And if you over look over here, you can see that the moat has been refilled in the castle. A lot of gold in the ornamentation. It does look really beautiful. And I think it's very suitable for what is the 50th anniversary. Uh, I think it's going to be a great uh, centerpiece to the celebration. We are here in front of the first aid station at the Magic Kingdom, which is near the hub. You'll notice on the sign that says it's presented by Advent Health. Advent Health has become more of an, a partner with Disney on a number of projects. Um, we talked earlier about how the temperature checks are going away shortly. Those temperature checks have been uh, handled by Advent Health employees. And so that's been a part, but if you've been part of the run Disney in the last couple of years prior to the uh, pandemic you know that they have been the sponsor for run Disney events that are going on they also announced some other partnership things to include a care center they've had a care center in the Lake Buena Vista area but they are adding a care center to Flamingo Crossing which is a, a newer area past Disney's Coronado Springs on the other side of Animal Kingdom or a road that cuts to the north of Animal Kingdom. And uh, that, uh, that is uh, being added as well. So they are in partnership on a number of things with uh, Disney at this time. So we are moving into Adventureland. And as we do so, we head by the Sunshine Tree Terrace. It's a good opportunity. You see, there's actually a line here uh, but there is also a sign advertising mobile ordering. And in fact, just recently, Sunshine Tree Terrace and Friar Tucks in Fantasyland and the infamous Sleepy Hollow has been added to mobile ordering. So good choices out there. And it's nice to be able to be able to grab something at these locations. You always get your pineapple dole whip through mobile ordering, but you hadn't been able to get your citrus swirls with Orange Bird until just recently. That has been added to the mobile ordering list. So all good stuff coming into the Magic Kingdom. We are here inside Tortuga 
Tavern. A lot of people don't know that this little intimate space here used to be a gift shop. If you have a chance, uh, check out what is uh, my newest uh, Patreon group, the Wayfinder Society, because those who join get an interactive app that covers all things about Pirates of the Caribbean uh, here at Magic Kingdom. Actually, across the world is the coverage. We've already gotten the one for Tokyo and one for uh, here at Magic Kingdom. And uh, uh, just met, by the way, uh, some, some new friends who um, were down here at the uh, at Walt Disney World for a couple of days. We had a chance to meet up here at Tortuga Tavern talk about their work and what they're doing and uh, it was great kind of sharing with them what creates for a great guest uh, experience at Walt Disney World and one of the things I pointed to is here's Pirates of the Caribbean a lot of people do not know that prior to the advent of this attraction back in December of 1973 all of the attractions that had been previously built at both Disneyland in California and even here in Walt Disney World were all outdoor switchback queues. Pirates of the Caribbean was the first queue that actually went indoors and was heavily themed. And uh, so it actually stands out. And now since then, we've done lots of queues like that, like uh, Pandora, um, with uh, Navi River, uh, not Navi River Journey, but uh, Flight of Passage, Rise of the Resistance, and its indoor queues. But those, this is the one that actually started that. The idea that you could begin the thematic experience in the queue and not wait till you actually got on the ride. Now, there were attractions like the Mickey Mouse Review and Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln or the Hall of Presidents, which had indoor lobbies for waiting, but in terms of actually lining up and having a queue, it began here with Pirates of the Caribbean. So again, if you get a chance, check out my uh, Wayfinder Society, where we cover this and so many more things. In fact, we're actually, uh, for those at the two highest tiers, we began a Disney at Work celebration of Walt Disney World on its 50th anniversary with uh, best practices from across the entire Walt Disney World property. So be sure to check that out. We're uh, coming real close to the Jungle Cruise, the infamous Jungle Cruise, and it's been going through its paces recently to be able to uh, change out some of the thematic elements in the attraction. Imagineers have been slowly releasing details. They released uh, about two weeks ago uh, what would be, what is, where was Trader Sam's originally, and it is now being replaced by this kind of uh, uh, humorous little gift shop, which actually is going to be a photo pass opportunity when it's completed. I think it's going to be so much better than what was at Trader Sam's. So, um, definitely uh, check that out next time you come to the Magic Kingdom. Be sure to check out Jungle Cruise. Although at Disneyland, they're doing the same changes to those attractions, to that attraction there. So you can check it out when you have a chance to visit either of the parks on both coasts. 
All right, from here, we're heading into Frontierland. We have a pretty healthy queue here for the Country Bear Jamboree, and for good reasons. That's a great show. So I'm excited to see uh, the guests are lined up for that. And, uh, and we're coming along the streets of Frontierland. It's now late in the afternoon. I did notice that the rafts moving to Tom Sawyer Island are still working out there. And so uh, that's looking really sharp. Nice out there. Still waiting on the Frontierland shooting gallery to be opening back up here at the Magic Kingdom. Again, lots of little steps being taken to reopen uh, Walt Disney World completely and fully as we move forward. And I, I don't think, this is my own me talking, I don't think the mask, which the mask is the big part, the big challenge of having to, uh, to go through the Disney experience right now. This is the most exasperating part of the experience for guests. I don't think that's gonna go away until at least there's a window of a few months for children to get the vaccine. So we're gonna to have to bear this a little further, but this week the president started announcing making vaccinations available for teenagers. So certainly that is moving ahead and moving in the right direction. And we're headed into Liberty Square Got the popcorn wagon going on strong there. Haven't seen the Muppets show up in a long time. That would be a nice thing to see come back here to the Magic Kingdom uh, before too long. Liberty Square Market went back online uh, about a month ago. I think we talked about that in the previous episode. In fact, I think I talked about how they had take out, taken out a lot of the tables and chairs to give more physical distancing to that space and uh, over here at the Liberty Eagle we have uh, a Visa card stand and uh, the Columbia Harbor House I am waiting for that to open and stop being a queue for Peter Pan's flight ready for it to move to its next stage as a restaurant Memento Mori over there and then beyond the infamous Haunted Mansion here in the shadows of the Haunted Mansion, it's a good opportunity to talk about announcements that are forthcoming. Uh, I believe by the time you hear this podcast, if you hear it on its first day, you'll know that uh, Disney will be making some announcements about its Halloween plans. And I think probably some form of its uh, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party is coming back this year. So look for those announcements. We'll talk about them more in a future uh, podcast, but wanted to give you a heads up that it looks like uh, very frightful things are on their way to the Magic Kingdom. In our last podcast, we talked about the facade put on Peter Pan's flight while they are doing uh, fixes. I got to tell you, this is just, if you see the video, the height of this facade that is in front of us and the extent to which they mask everything while they're making these changes is pretty extensive. I think that's probably why we don't see the Columbia Harbor House opening is they need that space for queuing while they're still addressing the physical changes that need to be made to the building facade. In fact, 
as we come to the very front of Peter Pan's flight, you'll notice that there is a banner put in front instead of the lettering that's being worked on and repaired. You see a little pirate ship up there on the mast. Very nice little touch. We talked about in a recent Fantasyland review of Disneyland how those uh, how there are just wonderful little weather vanes all throughout uh, Fantasyland at Disneyland. There's a crocodile one on theirs, and here we have a pirate ship on ours. There's some great ones above Pinocchio, but they're not really distinctive to the Pinocchio theme. But while we're looking at rooftops, I thought we'd come over here toward the back side of the castle, past Prince Charming's regal carousel. And here we could see a painting that has also been done to the rooftops of London. No, that's a Chim Chimney was playing in the background. So that was just perfect timing of the rooftops I'm referring to are these medieval ones here at Sir Mickey's. You can see that they have been given the same royal blue treatment that the uh, castle has been given. In fact, this is a great view of the castle itself from this side. A lot of gold trim, but not a lot of the bunting and those kinds of things that you see on the front side. Um, notwithstanding, the whole courtyard looks very lovely. And you see over here at the uh, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique store, which has been closed for some time. But they've been, done a massive paint job on those roofs as well. So everything is just really beautifully painted out. Well, actually, you see on uh, top of Sir Mickey's, you can see the difference between the new blue paint and the old blue paint. That hasn't quite been finished yet. So a little bit more to come on that, but you can see how nicely it's turned out. While we're here, by the way, you also see some of the windows for Sorcerer's Mickey. Again, there are kind of these black uh, screens that have been blacked out. Uh, hopefully they'll be doing some new windows to this. This one showcases Mickey and the, uh, uh, Mickey the Tailor and the Giant and uh, probably the other windows will be out, outfitted in the same way. You can see the giant peeking inside the shop as well as part of the, uh, the beanstalk. All very conducive to the Total Disney experience. I think even those castle turrets, the entrance to f the Fantasyland Forest have uh, been treated with that same blue uh, paint. It's all looking really fresh and very nice here at the Magic Kingdom. If you're talking about a counter service experience in Fantasyland in any Disney Magic Kingdom style park, you're probably talking about Pinocchio's Village House. It's there in just about every location with the exception of a few places like Tokyo Disney and also um, uh, well, that's about the, uh, Hong, Hong Kong Disneyland doesn't have it either. Um, but there is one at Disneyland, one at Shanghai Disney, one in Paris, and this one at the Magic Kingdom. And by the way, it is the original Pinocchio Village House. And I've got to do a comparison about all these. I love, by the way, the marionette, marionette 
stained glass uh, windows that are at the entrance. Each room plays a different theme. The room I'm in right now is the Stromboli room. Um, but e and the one with the windows toward It's a Small World is uh, Monstro the Whale. Um, that's the one where it looks out over It's a Small World over here. And then there are other rooms just as well. There's one that's uh, themed to uh, Jiminy um, Cricket's little role as playing the conscious role, and one that is themed to Figaro, and then one that is themed to Cleo the Goldfish. So everybody has their own little, and the whole restaurant, which is a massive restaurant, is really broken into these smaller spaces that um, take up different themes or sections of the film. So, uh, again, one of these days, I just got to do a little comparison. Went ahead and grabbed uh, some tomato soup. They've switched out the, uh, here we got the Cleo room. And you can't see the stained glass really well here. See a little better from the other point of view. But uh, they switched out the garlic breadsticks to being uh, garlic knots. And they were okay. Um, nothing to write home about, but they were okay. Um, it's a small world. It's got a healthy queue in front of it. And uh, thought we might get into that queue. But boy. Where does it begin? Actually, the extended queue on the side is not open, so this is not as bad as it looks. Let's see if uh, how this plays out. Somebody in front of me is going, "What is this?" <laughs> they're standing in this queue; they don't know what they're standing in. And this is why I haven't been on it in some time because I hate these metal and plastic uh, queues that. Uh, uh, allow some social distancing, but at the same time creates a, a real feeling of being in a maze. Um, it's a temporary thing, but it's not a friendly thing. And uh, it just, you kind of lose it being in this kind of queue. Notwithstanding, that's what this attraction is. So we're gonna bear it, because the line isn't too long. We'll go check out what this is all about. So as you can see, looking at the entry point, by the way, the clock is going off over in the small world. Uh, guests are getting into the boats and they're still being socially separated by a rope. And uh, so that is still going on. I had heard that maybe they were loading each row, but unless it's an entire intact family, they are pretty much still socially separating out the guests as they board. And we will soon be boarding as well. Welcome to It's a Small World. For your safety, please remain
here's a little something you may not know. These toy soldiers in front of us are from Tivoli Gardens in uh, Copenhagen. And this is actually one of the parks in Europe that inspired Walt Disney to build the original Disneyland. Actually not having been on this attraction in a while, I have to say it's looking pretty good. And uh, it's looking fairly kept up, well lit, clean, not dusty, uh, colorful, working animatronics. Um, I'm pleased with the look and feel of what I'm seeing as we pass through the European section of this attraction. This attraction looks very similar to the day it opened in 1971. Very little has changed in the attraction. Here is one exception to that. This little wedding couple being married in Israel. That is an addition that was made about uh, 20 years ago, I would say, to the attraction. When you visit this attraction in Hong Kong and in Tokyo, you get a very different section of Asia. It's much more built out. Here, you, have, you go from China to Korea to Japan pretty quickly. There, it's much more distinctly broken down, including uh, the city streets of Hong Kong when you visit the Hong Kong Disney site. One of the great things about Small World is that there are so many dolls, so many toys, that a lot of times you can take out one of these dolls for repair or for refurbishment. You wouldn't know that one of those straw horses might be missing, for instance. In other situations, things like these dolls, they look like they're moving and they, they have movement, but in truth, they're just on a turntable. And so um, they don't have to have a lot of repair to them. They're very static figures, just simply work out the turntable. Here in the rainforest, you'll see that these birds that are animated and so forth again, take one out, you wouldn't know that you were missing one. That's the, that's the beauty of this attraction, is that you can keep it being maintained um, by taking out a handful of dolls at a time and not missing, uh, the feeling like something's missing from the experience. By the way, I have to say the lighting is just terrific. It has been improved upon greatly inside this attraction. Lighting plays such a significant role to the success of how this uh, attraction looks. And I think the blues that have been coated in this room, almost a purplish blue, just works really well for this setting. The finale of this attraction is all done in blues and whites with a lavender background. It's a contrast to Disneyland's version, which has been done in pinks and whites. And I kind of favor this look and feel. Also, uh, if you remember, some of you have been on this attraction over many years. The, at one point, this balloon 
uh, that keeps going up and down with the little clowns inside of it once held a sign that said help in it. Um, that was some time ago removed, but it's, it's uh, humorous. The one thing that this attraction in Disneyland is missing, actually not Disneyland anymore, it did originally, but the one thing this attraction here at Walt Disney World is missing is anything based on the United States. Um, all we have is a representation, as you see in front of me, of the cowboy and the Indian. That's the only representation here in all the other parks worldwide. There is a major land dedicated, major section dedicated toward the United States. And that was also added to Disneyland a number of years ago. Here though, you don't have that representation. Again, a lovely setting, a lovely attraction, well maintained, better maintained than I have seen in a long time. Take a look at all those dolls that again are stationary, but are on turntables. If you look closely, you'll see each doll carries a prop. There's a fan, there's a tambourine, there's a doll, a guitar, bells. Each one has a little prop, again with elegant costumes and clothing. All of it is beautifully well done and makes for a really fitting attraction here at Magic Kingdom. I decided to grab a Peter Pan float and Peter Pan's flight would be the best place to enjoy that float, but there's no real seating area. So I've come here to the Chesser Cafe to enjoy this. And it's really nice because the Chesser Cafe is closed. And so all the seating here is empty and it's just a quiet place to enjoy this drink. It makes me contemplate how Disney is going to come off of COVID as events occur in the weeks ahead. What things they bring back on, what things do they do away with. Uh, I think masks are probably the last of those things. Um, the social distancing and cues is probably one of the last things, but a lot of other things are really kind of coming down. And so it's becoming increasingly every day a little bit more like Walt Disney World as we've known it before. So it's an interesting time. By the way, the Peter Pan float, it's a lime a sherbet with Sprite. Love the lime sherbet, Sprite is Sprite, but, um, and with a red uh, chocolate feather in it, which is really good. But if you can mix it together to a smoothie, it's really great. So highly recommend that. In our last update, we showcased Casey Jr. being uh, redone, and it looks like it is just about finished. There's um, some landscaping that's kind of hiding it until it's completely finished, but it's looking bright and beautiful. And I think this might also be time to its reopening. It was closed since um, reopening last July because the thought was it wasn't uh, that wasn't a good play area for kids. They might get close to each other. They'd be a touch of water, what contaminated surface and so forth. In truth, recent studies came out that said uh, that uh, chlorine kills COVID in 30 seconds. And so go figure, probably the water parks were the safest place to reopen of all the places. But uh, notwithstanding, 
um, maybe this summer we'll see Casey's Circus Play Area reopen. So since the parks have reopened, I've probably done about 10 Magic Kingdom updates. And uh, every one of them has shown ongoing construction of Tron where it's at and a lot of the support grid other than the ones closest to the building a lot of the support grid is completely completely gone leaving only the canopy and the ride track itself a lot of the track is still covered with tarps to protect it from um, painting or insulations above it if there's anything that might be different on this particular podcast it's not uh tron itself but down below you'll see that there are, well, railroad rails and ties. And you would get the impression that maybe we're not so far away from getting this track, which has been completely relayed throughout the park. After all, it's a 50 year old track. Maybe we are on our way to getting it done. In fact, I would say, while I can't show you the image very well, it looks like uh, the earlier section of that track has already been laid and this is the next section to be laid. The final section to be laid, of course, will come as you head through Tron, uh, right through the heart of that canopy. So again, every day, every month, a little bit more, a little different. But hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll see a train soon, if not Tron itself. Hey, look, Ma, no line at the People Mover. Let's ride the People Mover. Well, in truth, the reason there's no line is because the People Mover has stopped and frankly, guests are seated in cabins throughout. I think they're individually taking them out of their seats. Uh, although the instructions verbally have said just simply to remain uh, in your People Mover. Don't know if it's a long-term stop or a short-term stop. That's a little bit of a bummer. If you haven't listened to my podcast on why the People Mover matters, please listen to that podcast. I'm a little emotional about it, but it has symbolism, much like the carousel of progress here. A world on the move, a great big beautiful tomorrow. These themes are at the heart of Tomorrowland and still matter in our society. And so be sure to check out that podcast when you have a chance. I think that the Tomorrowland Terrace Relaxation Station is a good place to take a final breath before we leave here at the Magic Kingdom. It's been a great opportunity to see what's going on and what's happening and so many things evolving. If you haven't had the chance, check out some of our other podcasts. I just mentioned the People Mover one, but we also talked about new announcements with the Star Wars Hotel, the uh, Star Cruiser. We've also talked about big announcements with the Disney Wish and all that is happening with that. So definitely check out those podcasts. And uh, we'll have more updates in the days to come from the parks. Now that my phone has been replaced, I can go back to... Uh, sharing these things with you. Make sure you also go to YouTube and subscribe to J. Jeff Kober so that you get updates when videos like this are made available. 
we have over about 150 videos all dedicated to great things happening at Disney Parks worldwide you want to check out, including exclusive Imagineering interviews that can only be found on our website. So be sure to check those out there relative to Disneyland Paris. Anyway, lots of stuff out there. Be sure to look for it. Make sure you subscribe to DisneyAtPlay.com and DisneyAtWork.com so you're notified of new posts that come out there. And of course, check out the Wayfinder Society where we provide some interactive apps and very cool uh, tools when you join our Patreon group. Thanks for being with us in the words of Sinbad Storybook Voyage. Always follow the compass of your heart. Sounds like the Mark Twain out there. Hey, have a great day. We'll see you real soon.